episode two. Let's go. We made it past one. So they always say starting is the hardest, and I believe it because I felt way more comfortable today going into episode two. And I wanted to start out to thank everyone because, you know, me and my two lit crew right here, we put a lot of time and energy into trying to put something fun and entertaining together. And I had set some goals. They were lofty goals, but you guys helped us achieve some goals just on the launch and different things of that nature. So I want to say thank you. And for, let me introduce the two lit crew. I'm not going to introduce them every time, but this is only episode two. So get into it. Get to know them. We got my manager, Paul Garino. I'm sure if you know me, you know Paul. We call him Paulino, VP, whatever we call him. That's my dog. Okay. And then we got Nicole young which is my oldest sister you know the one that takes all the whoopings for you when you're younger that's her she did that for me and last but not least we got my snooker booker you know the matriarch of the family my mom uh Berlia montgomery is her given name but no one calls her that so we got snook who as you can see just way classier than we are just even aesthetically you can just see the difference but we're going to start yes. it out with remote launch real quick because i just wanted to make sure that I showed some love to the people that are showing love to the pod. I mean, I was blown away. Uh, just some people off the top of my head that I can think of, Ari and Kelsey, they photoshopped themselves together for a watch party of remotely, sent some photos. Um, as you can see, the photos are scrolling right now, but these are just people that support and show love. So I always wanna show love to people who show love to us. But let's get into our weeks. Let's get into our weeks. Snook, how was your week? I had a wonderful, wonderful week, and you know why. Um, you came home, and we had a chance to celebrate your birthday, and that doesn't happen very often. I can't remember the last time you were home on your birthday, so that was just a wonderful experience. I love that. It really, it really jumped my week way up. Okay. <laughs> does it does it have a number, or are we just going to say just a good week? What you going to give it? Oh, let's give it a nine. Ooh. Okay, we got not our first nine. Not a 10, only because you had to leave. Oh, look at my snooker book. <laughs> Warm and fuzzy, cold, what you got? Well, how was your week? My weekend was, my week was about a eight, eight and a half, maybe. That's I would a say good it was week. It was a good week. My, my son had a birthday this week. Shouts to BB. Shouts to my nephew, yeah. Bryce, who had a birthday this week. Had a birthday this week, That's so, good. you know. He got, he's, they're COVID free. Everybody's had, we, so it was a good week. It was a good week. You had a birthday. So it was a good week. I yeah, say we have a lot of birthdays in December. It's me, it's BB, it's Pooh Bear. She's coming up on December 6th. So yeah, yeah, we have a lot. Paul, what's yep. going on? What was going on in his fair to Midland five weeks? <laughs> uh, well, you know, I'm going to give it the lowest score. So I'm going to say it's seven. Oh, okay okay but that's kind of that might be good for you though why was it a seven uh i don't know solid week tiktok oh, tiktok tell them oh yeah <laughs> paul's blowing up on tiktok low-key like all these kids yeah all these kids are asking paul to respond to him and they're asking paul to engage with him he got put in tiktok jail trying to respond to everybody just to put it in perspective so paul is popping <laughs> Paul is popping, okay? okay? And all right, that takes us to Remote Scoreboard. So Remote Scoreboard is where we discuss what's happening in the sports world business-wise. Just actually sports, business, and money. So it doesn't even have to be sports specifically, but what's going on money-wise? Because there's a lot of stuff happen happening. And I also wanted to circle back to a topic we talked about last week, and that was that Tyser-Triller fight. And 
as everyone saw, Nate Robinson got knocked out. Tough blow for the basketball community. But Schroeder was a success. They had 1.6 million people to pay for a pay-per-view, which was $80 million if you, you know, if you did the math that quick. So they did $80 million in pay-per-view alone. And so because they were so successful, they're starting a whole league called the Fight Club, which Snoop Dogg is actually co-owner of the league. And he'll be the celebrity commentator for every fight of that league. So they're basically going to do the exact same thing that they did on Thanksgiving, have celebrity death matches is what I think of. I remember that show. And basically, they're going to just rinse and repeat and keep doing the same thing because if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But Paul, what do we have this week for the scoreboard? Um, first up, uh, FanDuel, uh, Flutter, they already owned about 50-something percent, and they just bought 37 more percent, so now they own 95% of the company. Pretty much they own the whole company. Yeah, and how much did they buy it for? $4.18 billion. $4.18 billion. That was, that was just is the 37%. It. That was just the 37%. So 37% of FanDuel is $4 billion. FanDuel, FanDuel is killing it. And you know, like this betting on sports has already been a big thing, obviously in Vegas. But now that like it's going virtual, it, it exploded. Like it's exploding. FanDuel, we want to date you. So I know that you guys, like I know that you guys sponsor podcasts and different things. We're a podcast here. We're a show here. We want to have a relationship. It's crazy. What else? What's next? Say what? WNBA fantasy sports on there too. Okay, WNBA fantasy sports on there. I'm your girl. What's up? What's next? What's next? Um, the next. Um, oh, by the way, that was from uh, Sportico. That that reference. Okay. And next next one is from front front office sports. I know we both like that one. So I love front uh, office just, sports. My it's yeah, one so of my they, favorite follows. Yeah, definitely. So they gave out um, the league minimums and max or no, the league minimums. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, OK, so for 20 for the upcoming 2021 season, which, as we know, for the NBA is starting on December 22nd. But for the upcoming like seasons for 2021, uh, front office sports gave out numbers of like, what's the minimum you can pay a player in like the N- NBA, WNBA, NHL, NFL, et cetera. And then what's the max you can pay a player or what's the max players are making basically in the minimum. And so what is that? What, so give us some numbers, Paul, on, on those numbers. Cause it's kind of crazy. Yeah. So I'll go with all the men's sports first. Uh, okay. NBA is, is roughly 900,000 NHL is 700,000. This is NFL the minimum. This is the minimums. 610,000 and MLB is 570. It's kind of surprising that MLB is the, the lowest because usually those guys are getting paid the highest besides like NBA. And and it's kind of crazy that 500,000 is the lowest, which is pretty wild. Deep pockets. Deep pockets. All right. Must Are you ready for the women's sports? I got the, I, I researched myself. So I'll reference myself. Okay, uh, Paul, talk your talk because I, we just want to throw it out there that as we were setting up this segment and like Paul had the numbers for the men's side, but I'm like, yo, wait, wait, what about the ladies? We got to do their numbers too. So thank you, Paul, my VP for getting the numbers on the women's so, side. What, what are they looking like? So we're going to go, we're going to go from lowest to highest. So okay. the NWHL, the women's hockey league, um, I think, or no, actually, no, hold up. The national uh, women's softball league, the, the minimum is 3k 
3K. And the average is 5 to 6K, and they play like 40 games. Wow. Yeah, that's a, so that's a that's real like season. Really, I'm saying wow because that's a real season. Like so $3,000 is the minimum. The average is five to 6000 for 40 games. Keep going. Uh, yeah, it's back to the N- NWHL. Um, the minimum is 4000 And I'd say like the max right now is like 15000 But in their first season, um, one girl made 26000 Wow. That's crazy. What? Who else? And this was kind of surprising because I thought uh, the women's soccer league, I thought it, I, know, I mean, I think we know it's pretty established. And I thought they were making more just because, um, you know, obviously the, the U.S. women's soccer players are really popular. But the minimum is uh, 20000 and the maximum is 50000 Wow, the maximum is 50000 That is the surprise. Like the minimum, I'm usually never really surprised about minimums, but the maximums is like the surprising part. So fifty k is the max for them. What about WNBA? So the WNBA, the new, the new minimum is 57,000. The, and the ma- maximum from last year, at least was 215, but I know it said something about um, like reaching up to 300. Okay. Okay. So the WNBA, yeah, okay. the WNBA. Okay. Because this is a big deal because I can remember when I was a max player at 105,000. So for 200 plus and almost going into 300,000, that's a big win. I know a lot of people are going to do the comparison games and it's tough. It is because it's, it's tough to see just side by side, the numbers. I always preface it with, okay, The WNBA has been in existence. I think it's the 25-year reunion coming up this season, actually, as opposed to an NBA who's established. And I don't even know how many years the NBA has been in existence. But there is an age difference, just to put it out there. But I'm proud of the WNBA for pushing the envelope because, you know, we weren't always at this 200, 300K max marker. Obviously, in women's sports, we got a lot of work to do. But that's the numbers. What do we got next? So the other surprising thing when I was just like looking it up, the WNBA, like the rookies this year actually made more than like, you know, say an MVP like uh, Asia Wilson. Oh, yeah, that's because wild. The new because CBA. the new contract. So it wasn't. It wasn't like a crazy difference. Like, well, I mean, I guess sort of. It was like a five thousand dollar difference. But it's still crazy that like the MVP yeah. of the whole yeah, league like in Asia the Wilson MVP was making was making less than the rookies. Yeah, and the reason that is, just so people understand, is Asia Wilson, I'm sure, is in her still her rookie contract. And so when she did her rookie contract, we didn't have the numbers that we have now because of the new CBA. So the new rookies came in, collected all their new CBA coins, and they're making making more than Asia Wilson. What do we have next on the scoreboard? Yeah, so the last one, uh, pretty interesting. Fan-controlled football league has um, has, – a lot of key owners. It's going to be like a seven-on-seven football. And um, like Quavo joins, uh, Marshawn Lynch owns a team, Mike Tyson. I Richard think Mike Sherman. Tyson, yeah, Mike Tyson and uh, I think Marshawn Lynch own the same team, co-own it. Richard um, so Sherman be- is in there. And so what he's talking about, it says fan-controlled football, right? That's what it stands for. So mm-hmm. just so you guys understand – The fans always think they know what's best. The fans think that they should have made this play. The fans think that every coach should be fired. The fans think that every player doesn't play as good as they could play from their couch. So now, basically, they created a whole league that will allow fans to have input into the games. And these players are talented players. They're not just – they're actually real players. So it's like uh, division – like lower division one, division two players, CFL, all the different leagues – 
players from all those different leagues are going to come together in the FCF league. And it's, it's actually kind of crazy because clearly they have the funding It's streaming on Twitch It's streaming exclusively on Twitch. So it's a real thing happening. And guess where it's going to be. Where's it going to be? Atlanta. What? Yo, FCF, y'all need to call me. What is going on? Yes. (laughs) Yes. That's crazy. And so, and so what else? There was something else about that league that I wanted to Verizon, Verizon's involved into it too, so. Verizon's involved. They clearly have sponsorship money. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's my people. Shouts to Verizon. They sponsored the announcement of this podcast, so. Shouts to Verizon. This is a little family built in already. This I like how it's going. I actually wanted to read some quotes from the co-founder and CEO of Fan Controlled Football because it's kind of crazy. He said, we are pushing boundaries and pioneering a new category of immersive sports that will be as uh, shifted with the world sports and entertainment. But what I liked is it said fan controlled football is IRL meets URL. You guys know we got IRL segments. IRL stands for in real life. So he said, fan-controlled football is IRL meets URL. For the first time in sports history, fans get to call the shots for their team. Everything from team branding, player selection, and real-time play calling is decided by the fans. This is the future of sports, and we're excited to co-create history with the fans. Is that not crazy? Hey, but these people know how to turn a dollar. I'm telling you, this is so crazy. I would never even think that it would go to this. Like, you don't think football could go to this point. And they I, went to that point. They went to that yeah. point. What do you think about that, Snook? I mean, what do you think about if I was a player and the fans could decide if I'm cut? The fans could decide. <laughs> the fans could decide if I get to shoot the three or not. Like, how do you, what does that make you think? Like, what do you think about that? I think that's a bunch of crap, really, because <laughs> fans are so finickety. You know, one game they might have you shoot 10 threes, and the next they might have you on the bench. I did. You know, she actually, Snook is actually making a good point because it's interesting. <laughs> you know how there's fan favors? There's always a fan favorite. I can think of someone like a Tim Tebow, and I can see how fans might make him the starting quarterback regardless of who's on their team they might push him to be the guy regardless of what his stats are and I can see like me as a player who is working hard and maybe if I was QB2 thinking man I should really be QB1 but the fan base is is rolling with Tim Tebow I mean I could just that so she is actually bringing up a valid point but that's actually the point of the whole league actually that's the whole point of the league that's literally the point of the league to give the fans what they want it's not written it's not it's not for players this is not a player's league this is a fan controlled football league so kudos to them because they already have i mean amazing sponsorships so they're doing something right and i'm moving on well before you move on just real quick i just wonder how that's gonna play out if there's any money on those games or if people are betting on those games there's a 100 chance there's gonna be some money involved didn't we just tell you fanduel <laughs> fanduel got four billy for 37 percent right, right right so i think that'll influence the fans how they company what they do yeah that's very true that's very true they want to win they're not gonna pick the one who you just like <laughs> because you like them they're gonna pick who's the best 
to win their money. So and do you see how just hard. and do y'all see how just even the discussion of the league is like a real discussion of so you can imagine that when the games really happen and when there's some controversy like this is going to I mean it's going to it's a win I already know they're going to do well I can already just see it happening but like I said moving on to remotely one-on-one and this is where I go one-on-one with a with some of my friends the, this was the player we have this week is my fellow WNBA player, Lexi Brown, who is a Duke alum now playing for my former team, which y'all know, I love the Minnesota fan base, the Minnesota team company, everything. Um, but she's playing with the Minnesota Lynx right now. We talked about a lot. Shouts to Lexi. She was very transparent and open. We talked about men sending unsolicited pics to our DMs. We don't want them. Spoiler alert. We don't want them. We talked about her season long battle with a concussion. And we also talked about life in the wobble. So we talked about a lot. I'm going to stop talking about what we talked about. Let you see what we talked about. I'm here with the ninth overall pick in the 2018 WNBA draft and current member of the Minnesota Lynx, Lexi Brown. Lexi, thank you for hopping on the pod real quick. The pod. Glad to be here. <laughs> All right, so listen, this year was very unique for sports because players were in a wobble in the WNBA's case, and you vlogged during your time in Bradyton. What can you tell me about, like, that experience? Well, <laughs> overall, it was, it was a very difficult experience. I can't speak for everybody, but for me personally, I struggled with it. You know, some days were better than others, but um, I will credit the WNBA, the league. They did an amazing job of getting it together making sure that we were comfortable, had a safe environment. I think the, the season went seamlessly, allowed us to, you know, speak on the social justice initiatives that were important to us. You know, that was the best part about it all. But vlogging definitely helped the day-to-day -day life. Um, it was fun, you know, kind of um, broke the ice with some of the new girls on the team and things like that. Um, overall, it was, it was a good experience. I'm just really glad that we were able to have a season. Right. And so you talked about you struggled a little bit, but really you had a concussion from early in the season. And I saw, I think you tweeted like in October, like a month after the season that you had been cleared. What, what was that process? Like, why did it take so long? It was one, it was super frustrating. And now I, I feel for anybody who ever had a concussion, especially, you know, on the basketball side, because that's not really a, a sport people would consider to be super, you know, high content, right. like maybe like a football. Um, so I got hit back to back games, first two games of the season, got hit. Um, the first hit was on a screen. Second hit, I actually hit the floor. Um, so that, you know, they ruled me out and with the concussion, it's basically you. So there's no exercises or anything that you can, do that you know speed up or you know your trainer or the right. doctor can't really tell you how you feel you know sometimes like say an ankle they're like okay it feels stable like you can practice today literally it's like how do you feel today Lexi and then I have to tell them so so you were not vocal, feeling right you, I you was just not feeling right but I sat out two two or three games I think and I was like I can't sit out anymore like this is the worst so because yeah, you came back I came back in like less than a week, which is not wow. normal. And <laughs> I, I didn't lie about my symptoms, but I wasn't, you know, experiencing anything, you know, too terrible. And I was like, I can play through right. this, fine. Um, but then maybe two, three weeks after I started playing again, I started getting symptoms. But 
for me, I'd never had a concussion before. I've never really known anybody with a concussion. So I didn't really put the pieces together like, oh, maybe this is still symptoms from my concussion. So it's called post-concussion syndrome. And it's basically, you know, all your symptoms come rushing back like times a hundred. So I was just dealing with that. And I was like, I don't want to complain. You know, Syl was hurt. Shanice, Odyssey was coming back. Like uh, Rachel was out for a little bit. Like I was just like, I can deal with this. And this is something that I can just handle. And then eventually it just got too much for me to handle. Social media now is like this power machine. First of all, they're all morphing into the same social media. So we're all just going to have to pick one and roll to it. But what would you say is like the craziest DM you've gotten? Oh, gosh. They're not appropriate (laughs) for this podcast. I've gotten like, I've gotten like explicit photos. I've gotten like obviously one-on-one requests the remote control pictures oh man i'm like i don't want this i don't want i don't know you and even if i did know you i have to do a poll because i have to know if there are any women that want those photos like you know like not like you don't know him but i think that people that don't even know the person that sent it like the people that actually know him i mean no one wants that photo like you don't want an unprompted unsolicited pictures we don't want them we don't want especially not from a stranger actually i will say recently um Mm -hmm. i've been wearing like a lot of high heels in my pictures and i've gotten a lot of like feet picture requests oh the foot fetish people which makes me really happy because i used to be really insecure about my clothes (laughs) you're enjoying that i'm like oh y'all think there's a there was a page and it just had all these people's it was like celeb (laughs) feet pics or something and my favorite and i was like yes pedicure (laughs) i got some long toes fellow wmba colleague let you know thank you so much (laughs) we have normal work terms like i know so much for coming on the pod this is fun this was fun thank you that's fun of course thank you for having me yo listen i gotta have lexi back on the show she's great like lexi's great i have to talk to her more because we have a lot in common other j- than just being life-size players in the WNBA. and what i mean by life-size we hit on it life-size means that when we walk into a store a grocery store or even a department store and we want to buy something we can buy it we, we can actually buy it. It's going to be in our size. We fit comfortably in the airplanes. We're life-size. Like, we're made for life. In the basketball world, everybody calls us itty-bitty and little, and they think that we're so small. But in reality, we're actually just normal. You know, they're just, like, super women, and they are amazing gazelles, and we're just life-size, okay? So got to have you back. Thank you for coming on, Lexi. And we're going to move on to Remotely Trending. And this is where we pulled our Instagram followers, and we asked them, do you think Steph Curry's clothing brand will be bigger than the Jordan brand? And we're asking this for a reason, right, Paul? Like, I'm asking, I'm not just throwing that out there. It really just came out. Paul, break it down. You know more about it than I do. Yeah, so, I mean, I think, as a lot of people know, Under Armour's struggling, so I'm, I'm assuming that's why another reason why they came out with it. Um, and he's just build, trying to build his own brands, kind of like Jordan and uh, – and then LeBron came out and said that he, he was trying to sign like Luka Doncic and Jordan Brand signed him and they don't even have a team LeBron yet. So, um, so I think that's going to be, I think that's definitely going to happen now. Just because yeah. I think like, this uh, is nasty. very interesting. So like we I'm all Steph know Curry team Jordan. Say what? 
No, I'm saying like, how'd Steph Curry get it before LeBron? Exactly. So that's what I was about to say. So we all know Team Jordan. Like, hello, it's Jordan, and 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 who does it? Look, Drake is part of Team Jordan, I believe. Like, OVO is Team Jordan. Just to put it out there, like Team Jordan is popping. So. Of course, as you can expect, other players is like, look, I want my own team brand, okay? So Steph Curry came out with his brand. Is it just called Curry? I don't know. But Steph Curry came out with his brand. Yeah, Curry brand. Curry brand. So Curry brand. And so then LeBron was like, yo, what's up? Where's my brand at? So now LeBron team is coming about. Listen, I'm down to be on part of team LeBron. I feel like I already kind of am. So, but there are all these players are coming out with their own team brands. And we read an article, uh, I don't remember where, but it was it was posing the question, do we think that Steph Curry's brand, Team Curry, could rival a Jordan brand? And so we polled, <laughs> we polled our Instagram followers. Um, how do you think that went? <laughs> oh, so yeah, I believe, I believe that article was from Forbes, by the way. Oh yeah, so that, that article, Forbes. look, cause Snook told, Snook said that it matters the reference where you're getting the information, so. <laughs> Forbes is what oh. we're referencing right now. Okay. How do you guys think the poll went? I'm just curious. I think that people went team LeBron. Well, the question is between, I, do you think Jordan? Do you think Curry brand can be bigger than Jordan brand? No, I don't think so. You know, I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna tell you why I feel that uh, way. I think Curry brand is a younger brand. I think that a lot of the younger kids are Curry more curry but the older fans are probably team lebron and i think that's probably what's going to you keep it, saying lebron is jordan cole sorry jordan sorry jordan jordan i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry but i think that that's why i think that we're going to actually be going that way because jordan's okay. just jordan. what do you think snug yes or no do you think curry brand can be bigger than the jordan brand i think it might but i think it needs to be a little bit further up in the future not at this particular time because Jordan is just everything basketball right now so I mean he has been for years and so although uh, Curry is an awesome player and I'm sure he's going to get to the same recognition level that uh, Jordan is as far as 15 years down the road will he still be at the same point that Jordan was 15 years down the road. You understand what I'm saying? I understand so. what you're saying. I like that. So she said, look, Curry Brand just has to get some years under his belt. Jordan has been doing this for a minute. Not to mention Jordan's shoes. I just, not much can rival just the Jordan brand when it comes to shoes, the ones, the 11s, like the sixes. It's just when they re-release, it's like they released for the first time. They sell out. You can't get them again. The bots got them. We don't got them. Paul, what are your thoughts? You're the one. So tell us, uh, let me actually, I'm going to reveal the results because I think you have something to say about the results. The results were, I wonder if you guys are going to be able to see this, but no, actually I can put it here. The results were. You got a print? 93% to 7%. 93% of the people said, absolutely not. No way, no how will Curry brand be bigger than Jordan brand. But there was 7% that did. Now, Paul, yeah. give me some insight on this. Well, oh, yeah. Well, first, I forgot. Uh, I believe Davidson is now sponsored. Or they may, maybe they're already with Under Armour, but they're going to have the Steph Curry logo, Ooh. like where the Under Armour logo to be. That's so, actually but, a I mean, big Jordan deal. Brand, yeah, but Jordan Brand has all the alternate jerseys this year. Remember? Interesting. But that's actually a big deal. Yeah. So people should think 
Yeah. North Carolina does the same thing with Jordan brands. Everybody, if yeah. you know North Carolina, the school, they got the fire colors, they got the Jordan brand fits, yeah. they get the Jordan shoes. So basically what Jordan does for his alma mater, North Carolina University, that now Davidson is going to do for Steph Curry. So that's pretty cool. Um, so give me some insight on the numbers, Paul, because you said there's so, somebody. So obviously our following isn't big yet. So the one, the 7% was only one person. And uh -huh. know who that one person said yes was? Who was it? Your, your best friend, Lisa. Lisa, Lee. Shouts <laughs> to my best friend, Lisa Lee. So we're gonna we're gonna have to talk to her about that. Yeah, we're gonna have to talk why. about that because I'm actually Lisa Lee. Just so you guys know, she's been my best friend since I was like 10 years old. We grew up in West Virginia together. She now lives in Atlanta here. Um, but it's really crazy because she's a basketball person. It's not like this random person. She's played basketball, not just played it. She's like Hall of Famer at the University of Charleston, played professionally. Lisa Lee, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to call her. Can you like, just actually, call her right now? I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit embarrassed by this answer. <laughs> We're gonna find out why. Hello, best friend. I have a question for you. Alrighty. Why did you put no, why did you think that Steph Curry's brand would ever be bigger than the Jordan brand? Um, because these new kids love Steph Curry. Really? So you think that like, so give me some more insight. You're actually on the show right now. I'm calling you while we're filming remotely. Oh, very interesting. Okay. So one nine or 10 year old that I know is obsessed with Steph Curry so and he's the now you got to think about like Jordan they don't know Jordan they don't know him as a game like in the game you know like when um LeBron was in his prime which he still is he was the, the goat uh-huh well Steph Curry is their goat okay so, okay that's kind of what Snookabooka said a little bit okay well no who was it yeah, yeah, yeah. who said that no it was Cole it was like Cole said yeah yeah, he's their goat. So you got to think about that. So for the next 10, 15 years, he's going to be the greatest shooter of all time. Like, they don't know Reggie Miller. They don't know Larry Bird. They, you know, he is the now. So that's why I put that. Wow. Thank you, best friend. I'm going to call you later. Bye. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> she actually had real reasoning. It was not an accident, <laughs> Paul. Yes, yeah, like I said, these young kids, they love Steph Curry. They love him. Yeah, but she actually said the same thing I said right now, but in 10 to 15 years of the future, yeah. he can get there. Now he might not be. Uh, you know, I like be that. I like that. Okay, so, I mean, it makes a lot of sense. She brought her argument. She had facts to back it. She, I mean, and I told you guys, and see, this is before I called her. I told you, I'm like, she's very well-educated in basketball. She's a trainer here in Atlanta. I'm like, I have to hear what she had to say. And she had some good stuff to say. Shouts to my best friend. Moving on yeah. to rap. We are about to rap, which is remotely ask Paul. And we ask him anything. This is where we ask him random things. We really like to see his reactions. He thought it was going to be one thing and we switched it up and it's a whole <laughs> nother thing. So Cole, what are we rapping about today with Paul? 
All right. So I know everybody has seen this monolith that keeps popping up all over the world. So my question is to Paul, do you really believe, or do you know anything about this monolith? Is it alien? Is it human? Like what, what's going on with that? We need to know if this is real, is this not real? Should we be hunkering down buying canned goods? Or is this just somebody playing with our emotions? Let, let's we, And let's we have rap. the show and we're showing a picture right now of it just because even as Cole was first saying it, I'm like, what is that she's saying? And that is what she's saying. How do you say it, Cole? It's a monolith, I think. Monolith. A monolith. Is that correct, Snook? Because, you know, she's the scholar here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So a monolith. Never heard of it until it just popped up out of nowhere. Paul, let's wrap. Um, are you like really into sci-fi stuff? Like last week, it was the other thing. This week. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, like what websites are you we're talking about exciting things like i don't know what you're last at. week she said it was foxnews.com no, this week it was cbs cbs so look like i'm saying these are real things going on in the world paul so basically are, do aliens exist I mean, do you believe this is an alien adventure? Like, is this this the aliens messing with this, sticking this thing? Because it's one day it's in Utah, then another day I think it was in Romania, and then another. It just keeps popping up in these weird places. And I'm trying, I'm trying to ask, like, first of all, what do you think this thing is made of? And then second of all, do you think this is actually real? Is you think it's like, like, you, like I said, should we be hunkering down? Are they trying to give us a sign, or I is like this it, somebody? Paul. I like it, Cole. Or... I like it. This is a, this is a myth. It's a so, so you don't believe that people are really seeing these things? It's just they're no. just where are these no, it's really, coming from? No, these people are actually like it was the first sighting was reported by rangers who were working out in Utah and said, "What is this?" Oh, Utah. Thing? Yeah, but yeah, yeah, but then it went to Romania. I mean, it's been popping up. I mean, it's, people are questioning what the validity of this is this actually alien and there are people who are like creating these groups around it you have all these people who are hiking trying to find so it paul is so trying to say that he doesn't even believe it's real he thinks that this is <laughs> i mean i don't even i haven't seen i've seen the photos so i've seen the photos but i don't i haven't read one article so i have no idea what to think so paul tell me what to think i don't know it just reminds me of like these things that well I don't know. They're like people here, and like there's there's this, there's a couple roads here. I think it's in Connecticut uh, and two other random states, and uh, they're called like Melonhead Melonhead Road. But what does that mean? It's just like I don't know. It's like people come. I don't know. Some weird stuff. Paul, you have so to elaborate like, more. We're not from Connecticut. We don't know about Melonhead Road. Right, what I, is that? I need to know. Just some weird. Just like I don't know. Just a road, and I don't know. All so right, so like, Melonhead Road, as you can see right here, this is this <laughs> no. is Melonhead Road. So some sci-fi stuff. Cole will probably like it, so you can look it up. So we'll look. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to look that up. So again, Paul didn't have much to say on rap, but that's really <laughs> happening in the world. You, I know I you guys. Real, I want some realistic questions. Like that's what? Realistic that's realistic question. I, I see real this. Question. I see this all over everything. I want real that's stuff, fair. like real. Like actual fact stuff that we get, like you're asking me a question about like actual stuff that you really think I wouldn't know. That's like you guys know. <laughs> well, okay, but I really want to know that. And I think you really- Yeah, we really that. wanted to know that. We know we know a lot that we don't know about monolith. I want some normal stuff. I want normal okay, stuff. Paul wants normal <laughs> stuff. Maybe next time we'll ask something normal, but we're going to move on. <laughs> we're going to move on this time to remote show and tell. 
and I'm doing the show and tell this week. So this week, look at this guy. Look at that. Can't see it. Put, Can't put it in the other camera. Actually, so I'm going to yeah, do no, it again. Put it in the other camera. Yeah, so this week, this is what I'm going to show you guys. So look this week at what we have. Look at this. So as you guys can see, little Was ball. that a massage ball? Nice. It's a physiotherapy massage ball by New Energy. Who is this? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I'm excited. Yeah, put that in the wrap one. Put that one. I'm excited. <laughs> Why am I excited? Oh, congratulations. Our first sponsor. We yes. have our first sponsor. It is New Energy. They will be sponsoring our remote show and tell segment. So, of course, I'm going to show something they got. This is called a physiotherapy massage ball. This massage ball, okay, so it's dope. There's a steel ball, as you guys can see right here at the top. So there's a steel ball that you take out. You separate this part. You put the steel ball in the refrigerator for one to two hours. It stays cold. Then you connect it back together. It stays cold for three to six hours. If you've ever had ache, pain, bump, like if you've ever been an athlete, one, you know about the ice cup. But if you've just ever been someone that's sore and has like a part of your body that you just need attention on and you don't want to have to get an ice pack or an ice bag, this little guy right here, it's mess free. I know like dealing with ice, it, it turns into water. Um, mess free. You can actually as well soak this in hot water and then it stays hot and you can massage warmth onto your body. So I know my snooker book, it hates anything cold. They got the warmth. You want that? <laughs> All right. I'm going to send you one snooker book. This is actually really, really cool. I know trainers live by this. We're going to give one away actually. So you guys need to be following us on at remotely Renee. We're going to start doing some giveaways, like random giveaways, turn your notification on type giveaways, because we're going to go give away multiple things like new energy got me all the way together. When I say we got a sponsor, we got a sponsor. OK, so new energy is the sponsor of remote show and tell. You'll see their logo all over because I'm excited to have my first sponsor and shouts hey. to them because I've been rocking with them for welcome, a minute. Welcome. But this is actually a really cool thing. So if anybody's had to deal with ice and know how messy it can be, this is mess free. All right. By the way, uh, the delivery system failed again. The delivery system. Did you ever get the cupcakes before you left? I got the cupcakes literally right before I left. Like right before I left, I got the cupcakes. Not in time to film the show. And then now Paul is telling me, all right, a package was delivered. So sometimes this happens it'll say a package is delivered I go downstairs there's no package so Paul was really excited to tell me at two something today that a package was delivered I didn't get it but it can I'm gonna, I'm gonna have, to, I'm gonna have to talk to them <laughs> he's gonna have to talk to them so next week we might have another show well we're gonna have a show and tell all the time because I like this this is like this is like QVC meets podcast remote show and tell <laughs> But we're moving on. Oh, I'm so excited about this. We haven't done this one yet. This one is called Hero IRL. And Hero IRL stands for hero in real life because there are a lot of people making heroic efforts in their community. So this is where we spotlight them, basically. This week, we have the NFL PA's Week 7 Community MVP winner and Sean Williams. And we're highlighting this Cincinnati Bagel safety for giving away 250 laptops to his high school. 250 that laptops to his high school. And the reason he did that is because 
hello, remote, as we talked about remotely, Renee, people have to adjust to these remote times and 43% of the students at his high school had no access to technology. So check out, let, let's just, let me just let Sean handle it from here. Check it out. Sean Williams, safety for the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, in my ninth year, eighth, eighth year right now, just finishing it up, trying to finish up strong right now. During the off season, like right in the middle kind of the pandemic and everything. And I was kind of uh, wondering about, you know, once thing kind of, once school kind of came around and got started back and with everything kind of being virtual, virtual, how that would work and how it would affect the lives of, you know, ordinary people because I have been doing it for a while because our whole off season was basically virtual. And so I was just sitting thinking like, you know, what, what would I do if I didn't have, you know, access to like a, a laptop or internet or tablet or whatever, like how difficult that would be. And then I just sat and thought about, you know, if I was, you know, uh, 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 school, like a, a student at a, at a high school or elementary school, like how difficult that would be if, you know, everybody's parents doesn't have the, the luxury of providing them with, you know, these resources that, you know, that I'm so easily access, accessible to. And uh, I just thought, you know, that, that that could be an area where I could help out, you know, and, and give back to my community. Cause I haven't really been back and able to give back like I wanted to, cause I was gonna have a camp this off season, but when the whole COVID thing hit, it just kind of canceled all the big plans I had. And I just figured like, okay, what's the next step? Like, what else can I do? So, and that that was like a perfect opportunity. And I spoke with uh, my uh, agent and Olivia and them who uh, helps me with everything off the field. and. We just kind of came up with, you know, just giving back like um, some laptops, or whatever, and that being able to help uh, students with their education during like this tough time that we're going through. Um, I spoke with Olivia and we kind of ran the numbers. We didn't know how many students actually were going to need uh, the devices, but we kind of came up and said, you know, this is what I want to do. I want to like start like a like a GoFundMe, you know, for other people. Like, I want to give my uh, teammates the opportunity to give back. People in the community back home an opportunity to give back. Uh, people in the community of Cincinnati, just the opportunity for you to help someone through the difficult time. I didn't want it to all just be me. I just wanted to see how everyone can come together and and just provide and help someone else. So. Um, I work with a couple uh, people back home that I kind of stayed in touch with and just kind of figure out, you know, like how, what, what's, what's the device like, uh, what's, what's the need, the need for devices. And we kind of gave, like opened up an application for, you know, anyone who felt like they needed the device and didn't have it, an opportunity to kind of sign up. And then we kind of ran the numbers and figured out like how many we would actually need. And then we got the GoFundMe and I kind of put a word out and spread it around and we we raised money that way. And then I, I started off with um, donating $50,000 uh, up front just to get it going. And then once once it closed down and we figured out the number of devices, how much we were short. And I was, I asked my lady back home, Miss Jennifer Brown, you know, how, how many devices were we short? And then I forgot how many it was, but I was like, I'll pick it up that extra because I wanted to make sure that everyone who filled out the application had an opportunity. I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm hard. It's not easy for me to tell someone, no, like you didn't, you didn't make it like, you know, so I just felt like I wanted everyone who filled out an application to be able to have one. When I, you know, would um, check in on like the GoFundMe and kind of watch it, it just really like, 
like struck me to my heart to like see some of the people that get that gave and you know you can make it anonymous but I don't think a lot of people like did and just to see people that I haven't spoken to or haven't seen in uh like eight years like give no matter what the amount was big or small like and like my neighbors who you know like that just was kind of like wow like really like heart heart touching and heart warming warming and so that was like like really big moment for me. I mean, this is a hometown, a small home, small town where it's like, you know, one of those where the whole city kind of shuts down around like the Friday nights for football and everybody in the community at, at the game and every the the it, it was it was big, it was huge. Um just growing up, the community was just was just all in on just supporting one another and just giving back and making sure that everyone had, you know resources that they needed and every, everyone just came together just to do whatever it was whether it was a football game or a basketball game or just some anything that's going on in the, around the square in the community and just really supporting one another big props to you for you know standing in something and believing in something too i know you set out your your season you know and it goes you know more than athlete and it's about you know people in general and what's right is right and wrong and wrong and standing for something so i commend you on that it's sean williams and i'm rocking with remotely renee Okay, and you know, the thing that I really liked about what Sean did is, it's happened with me before. You set goals and you set such lofty goals and then you you try to do a fundraiser to get everybody to join in to help you reach those goals. And sometimes it just doesn't work out the way that you thought. I mean, everyone's struggling right now too, by the way. So I never fault people for not donating money because people are trying to survive on their own and make it on their own. So if they don't have it to give it, they can't give it. Um, I love that Sean was just like, all right, I'm gonna donate some more and make sure every person gets a laptop. Every student that needed a laptop got a laptop. So big kudos to Sean Williams hero in real life we're moving on we're moving on to remote roots and remote roots is where it's, it's one of my faves because it's where snook gets to talk and i love when snook drops stories and knowledge or her gems on us so snook what do you have for us this week okay so let me just start by saying a lot of the stories that i'll be sharing with you on remotely roots will center around renee's family and uh, many of them will center around my grandmother, Fanny Pearl Wynn. She had a wealth of stories to tell and, and she told them to anyone who would listen about her life. I just wish I could be as good of a storyteller as she was. So let me give you a little background about Fanny Pearl. She was born on October 12, 1901 in Rustburg, Virginia, which is right outside of Lynchburg. And she was the oldest of six children. Now I don't have, the first story I'm gonna tell you is about her first marriage. And I don't have the exact date of her first marriage, but I do know that it did occur in 1918. The next day after the wedding ceremony, she and her husband left her family's tobacco farm and headed to West Virginia via horse and buggy. Wow. Her hubby was coming to West Virginia in, uh, for employment in the coal mining industry, which was booming at that time. Her new, uh, this is the sad part of the story. Her new groom became sick en route. And by the time they arrived in West Virginia, his health had started to decline. And he was diagnosed with the 1918 influenza. He died exactly two weeks after they were married. Wow. Now, whenever I, Whenever she told me the story, I always had a lot of questions 
And I now realize that since I've lived through or am living through this pandemic, that I was asking all of the wrong questions. (laughs) (laughs) I asked her, well, what did you do? I I just can't imagine being a new bride in a new location and not knowing anyone and my husband dying. She said she sent a telegram to her father in Virginia and he came in his horse and buggy and picked her up and took her back to Virginia. So I asked her, well, what did you do being a widow at such a young age? And she said, all I could do when I got home was grieve. And after I grieved, I decided to rebuild my life. So now after experiencing and living through this pandemic myself, I know that I ask a lot of the questions that I didn't uh, really need to know that information. I needed to ask more about what was going on with things in, during that period of history. So my takeaway from this is that now that we're living through this pandemic and if Fanny Pearl could survive the 1918 pandemic that rocked her world, then I'm sure that we'll be able to survive ours and there's better days ahead. I love Stop. that snooka book of stories, stories your it. grandmother never told you. I love it. That's Fanny Pearl. That's my granny. Snook, how many husbands did Fanny Pearl have? <laughs> she had five legal husbands. Five, five legal. legal husbands. How many were <laughs> not legal? She never gave me that information. <laughs> <laughs> wait, so this was, wait, this was your grandma or your mom? This is my grandmother. So it's my great grandmother, but my Snook was raised by her grandmother. So it's kind of like, it feels like my granny because that's who raised Snook. So yeah, Yeah. I like that. Stories your grandmother never told you, a horse and carriage. Like that's kind of, that seems like (laughs) you shouldn't know somebody taking horses and carriages, but that's crazy. I mean, in 1918, I guess that's what they were doing. That was was the Spanish flu. Yes, the first pandemic, the one that we hear about on the news now a lot. Crazy. I like that snookabooka. You know what's really crazy about that too is she was only 17. Mm-hmm. She, she was 17, 17 on the first marriage? Yeah, because she was born in 1901 and he died in 1918 and she was married. So they like were she was literally 17 years you old. You know what, married. Snook, right now? So the next story that you need to tell on the next remote roots is about the second marriage. We're gonna go through my granny's <laughs> whole life. So next time you will hear about marriage number two for Fanny Pearl, I'm moving on. Okay. okay. We're doing, let's go on to remote roses. And listen, all right, you guys get your little pads out now. It's time. Okay. Remote roses. We make a game out of everything. This is how I throw roses to someone, show them love because I just like to show love to people. So remote roses this week at surface level, It might seem crazy that I'm giving this person roses, but as you see my hints, you'll see why. All right. Y'all ready? Yep. Hint number one, this person played professional American football for the London Monarchs and was also on the NFL practice squad for the Jets and the Panthers. Yeah, that's really broad. I didn't think you guys (laughs) get it. I don't want you guys to get it on hint one. This is just me showing them love. Hint number two. This person's famous family unloaded a semi-truck worth of supplies this Thanksgiving holiday in South Central L.A. Okay, that's a little broad, too, but showing love because I love people that give back. Hint number three. 
This outspoken person has his own reality show with his family called Ball in the Family. Oh. Uh-oh. 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 Uh, let's see. I can't see it. Lorenzo Ball. Lorenzo <laughs> Who is it? Uh, no, no. Uh, uh, what's his name? I mean, uh, Lorenzo. Oh, gosh. I know Hit who it number is. four. Waller Brand. What, what's his name? name? Um, Lorenzo. It's, it's Lorenzo, right? No, that's incorrect. No. Hint number well, I, four. I <laughs> this is great. As you think, Paul, I'm going to say the next hint. Hint number okay. four. This entrepreneur founded his own league called the JBA, which stands for Junior Basketball Association, where the winners of the league were reportedly were reported to be gifted luxury cars from BMW, Cadillac, Mercedes Benz. <laughs> Mellow Ball. Snook's guess is Mellow Ball. Incorrect. <laughs> I'm loving this. Hint number five. This big, <laughs> this big baller now has all three of his sons in the NBA with two of his sons going as high as the number two and number three overall picks in the NBA draft. I don't know the father's name. Mr. Ball. Mr. Ball. <laughs> Mr. Ball is incorrect. Does anybody know the man's name? Oh, my goodness. Well, I guess technically uh, it's not incorrect. but It's not incorrect, <laughs> but... Okay, so so here's the crazy thing. Oh, I need to do something real quick. Here's the crazy Papa thing. Ball. Papa. Papa Ball is not the answer we were really, really searching for. I need to do something real quick because, because I have something to show you guys. Oh, man. I believe I can't think of his name. I watched, I actually watched those all the time because i'm just i really enjoyed the fact that you could not think of his name like i enjoyed I that not, very much I not, and i watch it i've watched the show and i laugh at it. they're hilarious but no i cannot watch his name. watch this okay so i'm about to da, da, da. oh my goodness i'm gonna be so upset with myself and my boys are gonna be so mad at me for not remembering his name because we they definitely about it are because i'm about to <laughs> i'm about to do a little sign, sign Lons uh, no. Oh, Incorrect. Paul said no. Those, those are the that's kids. The son. Wait, those are the sons. I need the the father's name is. Um... All right. So this is what we're gonna do. Just so you guys are right. Let me see something here. This is hilarious. The father's name. Let's see here. Lorenzo got me. Lorenzo was great. Okay, I love that you guys said Lorenzo. I'm about to show y'all a little something real quick. He gave us a shout out too. His name is LeVar. I said that. Hey, this is LeVar Ball, the big baller brand, Triple B's in the building. I got something for you guys. If you want to listen to the greatest podcast, you got to listen to my girl, Renee Montgomery. That's right. She got her own podcast called Remotely Renee. Sure. And I'll give you a little bit about her. She played for UConn, won two championships in the WNBA and broke the three-point record in the W. That's what I'm talking about. She's a big baller in her own right. So I'm telling you, you guys get to her podcast called Remotely Renee and you're going to get the real deal. If you don't get right, you're going to get left. So there it is. Listen to my girl and you won't be dissatisfied. Big ballers out, baby. And I holla. Okay. Okay. So LeVar. Yeah, LeVar. LeVar. 
Mr. Big Baller himself, LeVar Ball. I had to show him love because a lot of people really thought it was crazy the first time that he said, all three of my sons are going to be in the NBA. Like people were laughing. People said all yeah. three of them are not NBA caliber. People have laughed at a lot of things LeVar Ball has said. They are not laughing anymore when, what is it? Uh, what is it? Mello? Mello? No, it's Jello, actually. Yeah. Jello just signed with the Pistons for a $900,000 contract, making him the third ball brother in the NBA. No one's laughing anymore. That's crazy. Everyone can say what they want about the big baller, but he walks the walk and he, he talks the talk, but he walks the walk. I mean, they're in the league now. It's official. Whether or not Jello makes it or how far he makes it doesn't matter. An NBA yeah. team has given a contract to his son now making all three sons. I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. So roses, roses, roses to Mr. Big Baller himself, LeVar Ball. Okay. Yeah, and actually, um, uh, I forgot. I think it was Kendrick Perkins of mine tweeted out today that um, I forgot that the the Holiday brothers. There's three of them in the NBA. Oh, Drew, Drew, Justin. I, I forgot the other, the third one. Yeah, and if we're going to do that, then um, the Antetokounmpo's have three brothers. I mean, when we say in the NBA, I'm counting the G League as well because you know they're they're partnerships in in a sense. But the Antetokounmpo brothers, there's three of them. So now there's three Ball brothers. Uh, there's there's I mean, that's amazing. Like, can you imagine, Cole, if like me, you and Shay were all playing in the WNBA? That's kind of wild to even to say it. That was highly possible. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> not for nothing. I mean, we have a pretty athletic family. Uh, Diddy played football in college at West Virginia State University. Snook played basketball. But that's back when they didn't really it was before Title Nine. They didn't really give women the opportunities that they should have. Um, which is why I'm really into this stuff because my snook was athletic, low basketball, didn't really have the avenue. Um, yeah, Cole, I mean, broke every track record known to man in West Virginia. High jump, <laughs> hurdles, killing it, majorette. She was all that. Shay even went on to play to cheerlead my other sister that's not on the show. She's my middle sister. Her name is Nishay Montgomery. She went on to, to play to cheerlead okay. in college. I mean, played at basketball in high school. So, yeah, we're, we could have been um, one of those families. But, you know, they went on to just do other great things. And I was the dumb jock that just kept playing basketball. But shouts to LeVar Ball, the Ball brothers, and any of the family, the Guma Kays in the WNBA. Um, oh, the Samuelsons in the WNBA was in the WNBA for a minute. Uh, I don't know if I'm missing anybody else. But just shouts to families in the sport in, in sports world. Speaking of... Before we go, how about it? LeBron James just signed a contract that extends to 2023. Now, the reason that contract is really important is because in 2023, that'll be the first year that Bronny James could be eligible to go to the NBA if they change the college rule. So a lot of people are looking at that number 2023 because LeBron signed it for a reason. We might have our first dad-son combo in the NBA wow. playing together. People said LeBron did his contract to that year so that depending on what team Bronny went to, that he might be able to just go and ask for a trade to that team. So imagine being a franchise and having LeBron James, the dad on your team, Bronny James. Imagine being the coach. You better not yell at my son like that, dog. Okay. Imagine, <laughs> imagine traveling. Imagine being the son, Bronny, on the road and you thinking you about to hit the club. You about to be wilding and your dad is like, you know, next door. Yeah. 
It's crazy. <laughs> it's 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 kind of awesome. It's, awesome. it's awesome and it's crazy all at once, right? Like ratings and the ratings would be phenomenal. Mm-hmm. The ratings on those games would be phenomenal. They would make bank. Mm-hmm. It's like a marketing dream. Uh, it is, I, absolutely. A little a little history. Ken Griffey Jr. and Ken Griffey Sr. got to play together with the Seattle Mariners. Okay, give us okay. So baseball has already done it. And if if the NBA if the NBA has already done it, feel free to correct us. I just don't know any of any. And I definitely don't know any yeah, on this level. Like this is, I mean, this is LeBron James we're talking about here. So I just think that that's pretty, that's like that's just there's just so many scenarios that pop in my mind that's like so crazy, but I'm here for it. Like I want to see it happen. I want to see what it looks like. I want to see Bronny throw LeBron a oop and vice versa because Bronny, as you can imagine, is super athletic. No shocker there with the dad in LeBron James. So I'm here for it. I want to see it. And that's all we have for this week. So I thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for watching Remotely Renee. See episode two again. Right. The riddle from last week was what do you own that people use more than you? You can win this Xbox. What do you own that people use more than you to win this Xbox? We're going to pick a winner. Write it under. We have a post that says write your remotely riddle answers here. So go to at remotely Renee's Instagram under the post. Write the answer that um, to that riddle to enter the riddle. You have to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Then write the answer to the riddle, and you are entered to win. We're picking somebody on December 15th. Again, we want to do a giveaway. I hope it's a parent that needs it. If not, if, if, if it's, I don't care who gets it, honestly. If you want it, write an answer, and we're, we're picking a winner. All right, so that's all we have for this week where we connect. Look, I connect with my snook. I connect with my sister. I connect with Paulino, my VP, my manager. And we do all this connecting while being remote. We'll catch you next episode. Hi, this is Will Friedle. In a world that sometimes feels uncertain, where communities can be disconnected, there are beacons of hope in your neighborhood. Introducing Neighbor to Neighbor, a California volunteers network. They believe that the people living all around you are your best bet at creating meaningful social bonds and preparing you for the next big weather event. Whether it's lending a helping hand to a neighbor in need or standing together in times of natural disaster, Neighbor to Neighbor empowers you to grow your community. Visit caneighbors.com to learn how you can help build a more connected community. Neighbor to Neighbor, it takes a neighborhood. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.